Well, here we go. Uh, <laughs> here we are, and here you are. How are you? Are you okay? Good. Hatman's uh, podcast. Wisdom of the Hatman, part two, on a walk. So, um, I've decided I'm going to give it a go. Hatman podcasting. Always walking the dog. And uh, I'm going to do it unscripted or unprepared. But this morning, what I want to do is I want to talk about a couple of things. Like homeschooling in this lockdown. And uh, how people are surviving in this uh, lockdown. It's it's terrible times we're in. I've got... uh, Neighbours, friends and family who've suffered at all levels as a result of this. And uh, I know many of you will probably be the same. So our thoughts go with those people. And they'll always be there. As long as we say their name. So let's say their names as more, more often as we can, please. So homeschooling, what the hell is all that about? (laughs) I used to do a job as a stand-up, not comedian, although maybe some of it was poor comedy, as a a management development trainer, helping businesses and people to uh, get better at whatever the business or themselves chose to do. I had some great times doing that role. Uh, But to begin with, God, I was crap, I was shit. (laughs) I ended up, uh, I was working for a company in, uh, uh, what's it called, Salisbury, as as uh, an advisor doing some stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then a position came up to launch a call center. So uh, I was instrumental in that. And then from there, I did a little bit of training on a particular product, an ethical-based fund. And I vaguely remember talking about Flipper, the dolphin, and how tuna-friendly dolphin, no, dolphin-friendly tuna, (laughs) is better than non-dolphin-friendly tuna. And that was the premise for the beginning of my training. It went all right, but even I was bored halfway through, so God knows about the audience. So then I decided to learn what is this thing about being able to talk to strangers or colleagues or friends even in a public arena, i.e. in a maybe a training room, a classroom or a conference room. Because I had no idea. I ended up working with another company down, down in Bournemouth and they had a library of videos and books about million dollar round table people and um, in the life assurance industry and they, they came uh, they motivational speakers so I listened to this and I, then I listened to other managers and heads of department when they talked and identified a few things I thought people could do then I learnt NLP became a, I suppose you call it a practitioner at that and then I put my knowledge to the test But I have to say, it took me about two years 
before I was ready to stand in front of people who already knew their stuff and then to make them want to be better and they and some of these guys are the top guns the point is for me to be um morning doggies for me to be able to school adults i had to learn but in this day and age we've got mums and dads who've been busy being mums and dads and doing their jobs and sending their kids away Monday to Friday to an environment to learn stuff and now that responsibility's come on them. How the hell do they get through this? Crikey, my kids are older now. Uh, 22 this year and 20... Uh, crikey, 26. But I, if they were kids again, even as... Uh, a person who can assimilate information and pass it on readily, I would struggle to teach children today. When I was at school, calculated, but on a, a green, uh, it was a green display on a black background. They were really slow. And I prided myself in being able to use a slide ruler to work out complex calculations quicker than a slide ruler. Some of you probably got no idea what I'm talking about. Suppose it was a, it was a, an abacus on a piece of wood, basically. That was quite funny. So where do I go? You know, I'm from the uh, child of the 60s. Sorry, uh, ladies, uh, from the <laughs> late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> but my knowledge is out of date. Mums and dads, their knowledge is probably out of date. My nephew, had some English homework last year. It wasn't last year, the year before. And it was talking about constructing a sentence. And a sentence needs to have this, that and the other. Not just words, but they were, they labelled all these words, different things. And he's starting to talk to me. I'm like, I had absolutely no idea. Fortunately, as the visiting uncle, I didn't have to see that through. Mums and dads, you're doing a great job at the moment, however you're doing it. <laughs> if you're getting through with wine at 11 o'clock, woohoo! Down in Cornwall, there's a mums group on a WhatsApp thing. And one of the mums contacted the school saying that she can't do the homeschooling, she's not going to do it. And uh, she was desperate really and the school came back and said oh we'll send you more stuff fuck off <laughs> you don't become a teacher just because the government says oh you're now a teacher you've got to learn stuff you've got to be able to communicate it better as adults we've moved on beyond always saying please and thank you and letting friends play with our favourite toys what was that about at birthday parties We've got adult worlds to live in now. We've got direct debits. We've got standing orders. We're further and further away from the front of the money queue. Banks, insurance companies, Sky, Virgin, they all get the money first. And then whatever's left is for us. We're too busy doing stuff that others demand of us to do in order to get some money back. 
That's called a job and a salary. These job workers are now being asked to homeschool. Now you're not just up against uh, perhaps your lack of knowledge or perhaps your lack of ability to teach, but you're up against an Android phone, an iPhone, an Xbox, a PlayStation. These kids learn stuff so quickly. And when you're not watching, I wonder how many of those kids <laughs> are up in their room doing their homework and they're either playing online or they're fast asleep. Because the pressure's on those mums and dads. This is a big year for them. I don't know how you're going to do it. But if you can uh, get them to learn one thing that's on the curriculum, excellent. But here's the thing, if you, that woman in Cornwall, if you can't teach, if you can't teach school criteria, um, curricula, just dump it, just dump it and teach them something else. Maybe teach them basic household e economics. Explain all the money that goes out all the money comes in, how you budget for it, explain about credit cards, uh, maybe, uh, dare I say it, uh, let them understand maths through, I don't know, let's do uh, gambling, horse racing, the odds, uh, roulette, uh, cards, uh, likelihoods of outcomes, or other things that you know about fiscal matters. The thing I learned about me, if I didn't know it and I couldn't learn it, I went with what I knew. And that seemed to be good enough for me. When I was a parent, so as a parent, and my kids were younger, I wanted to teach them everything. I wanted to teach them about personality profiles, influencing skills, negotiation skills. Morning, morning, yes, lovely day. And uh, I'm running a course with this horrible bunch of uh, bank managers. Horrible they were. And um, biting at everything. Oh, why are we here? Why can't they? And this, that, and the other. Interesting, that. Going off on a tangent. I, we, and they. To understand if somebody actually owns something, if they say, if they, if somebody says, why can't they sort it out? They don't own the problem. They want somebody else to deal with it. If they say, why can't we? They kind of want it, but they're not prepared to make it happen. They want somebody else to do it, and then they'll take the credit. If they say, I, then they own it. Anyway, this horrible bank, bank managers. We're trying to talk about project management, time management. And uh, one of the guys said to me, look, all this stuff, does it really work? We're doing important, urgent, urgent, not important, blah, blah, blah. 
and I said to him, well, research that's gone to provide these lesson plans would support that it does. He asked me, well, how do you do it? And I went, oh, let me come back to you tomorrow on that one. I'll come back to you with a great answer. Following day, I phoned my daughter. I put her on loudspeaker. And I said to her, how do I, how do, how do you, I've, I've got my friends here and they're asking me how do they deal with all their work they've got to get done. Morning. And they, uh, they've asked me if I had any ideas, darling. And my daughter thought I was a teacher. That's how she understood the job to be. And she said, Dad, it's easy. This is on loudspeaker. Dad, it's easy. Separate the work. Easy stuff and hard stuff. Always do the hard stuff first. And then you've got the easy, easy stuff as a little reward. You know this, Dad. Just do it. I said, darling, I love you. I'll speak to you later. Put the phone down, look at the bloke. Got it? And he went, yeah. <laughs> we all got it. At that moment, the managers stopped biting. I just went with what I knew. It worked for me. It might work for you. The other thing, if you can't train them school stuff and you're not sure about training them, teaching your children about stuff that you know, why not switch it? Invest your time with your kids more and ask them more about what they do. If they want to watch Netflix and SpongeBob SquarePants if he's still alive. If they want to play the Xbox or the PlayStation or Fallout, whatever it's called, ask them to explain it. Think about what it what is it that's driving them. Get them to teach you and say you really want to learn this. At the very least, you'll come out of it knowing how to kill somebody through a sniper's rifle or you'll understand the language of children's cartoons but you'll be closer with your children won't you now i'm sure you, a lot of you are doing this already but if you can't teach fine let it go dump it what can you do you got your kids you're stuck in the house <laughs> you can only go out once a day ask them to teach you the other stuff they'll be quite resistant but just be persistent, nicely. Maybe get a pen and paper and start trying to work out your own game, design a game together. I don't know. If the kids can teach us, we should listen. They haven't got the baggage. So homeschooling, I want to change this. I want to go to Boris Johnson, etc., and say, oi, we got it wrong. Get the, pet, get the kids to teach us. What are their dreams, fears, worries, hopes? What are they looking forward to? Who are they missing most? Who's their best mate? Guys and girls, do you, if you've got young kids at home, do you know your kids' best friends by name? Uh, are they organising Zoom things? I don't know if it can be done. Should it be done? Don't know. Homeschooling. If you're in it, brilliant. I think you're doing a great job. Whatever it is, as a parent, you're there. And if they wake up, they're fed, 
they're loved and they go to bed and sleep and no harm's come. My books have done a grand job. Everything else is a bonus. So yeah, keep morning. There's a lot of people out tonight, out this morning. So that's homeschooling. Puppy, yeah. Just over on the left, we've got on the top of the bank, there's nine, eight, nine, there's nine magpies. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for secret, never to be told. Eight, let's, let's go to the, I don't know what eight is. I don't even want nine could be. There's nine, nine over there. So the other conversation I had with myself and the dog, Harvey the puppy, yes. Surviving lockdown. We're coming up to a year. Christ. I saw a film that talked about a virus. Yeah. The coronavirus. I think it was about coronavirus 23 or something. And it had been in existence for three years. And lockdown had been imposed for everybody except those who were immune. Three years? When we heard about it last year, and then lockdown came, was announced, and then we told about this furlough, that was an unbelievable moment. What? Stay at home and you're gonna pay me. Okay, I get 80% of my money, and I do nothing, and I sit at home. Yes, please, I'll say that. <laughs> and then we've had it kind of lifted and then reimposed. Yes. And somebody yesterday over the weekend was saying that, I think it was Gove, saying we could be like this for another six months. Jesus. I miss hanging out with my kids. I miss hugging my mates. I miss a woman's touch. A lover's kiss. <laughs> oh, haven't got one of those. <laughs> but six months? How are we going to get through that? What do you do? Jim jams all day. Computers. Zoom calls with your mates, your family. Oh, of course, if you're a parent. <laughs> Homeschooling, my ass. 
shopping. Most of us are starting to do online shopping. I think I'm gonna do that now. I'm getting fed up with the people who seem indignant when asked why they haven't got a mask. Because you're an idiot, that's why. And they traipse around like I'm invincible, I'm Superman. Well, <laughs> Superman fell off a horse and died. So yeah, thank God for my dog, I can get out. I have to take him at least, well, I take him twice a day. Once in the morning, and once in the evening. It hurts. Arthritis in my feet is killing me. And I can't walk as well or as long as I used to. Goes for everything else, I suppose. I can't do much to the same level that I used to. But ladies, rest assured, I can take your breath away still. Oh, have I said I'm still available? <laughs> Looks like I'm gonna be available for the next six, seven months. There's a gated garden in front of me. It's like a walled garden. It's locked up at the moment. And we usually come in here and I'll take a book and let the dog on a long lead have a degree of freedom and just enjoy the quietness. Which I have a lot of at the moment in my life. My mates are at work, so it's me at home with the dog. Maybe a bit of TV and a lot of thinking. So that's the garden. Oh, magpies, by the way. Um, if you're walking, they make a scratching sound. Don't know if you can hear that one over there. If you can imagine, I don't know, if you think mice or rats chatterbaiting or whatever it's called, it's that kind of noise. It's a scratchy noise. So if you're ever out walking around near some woods, anything scratching, chances are it's black and white if it's in the trees. So how do we how do we cope? How how do we survive? How do we thrive? I don't know how we do it. But how do I do it? Well, I have my dog, as I say. I meet other walkers. I spend more time talking to their dog or about their dog whilst looking at the dog and trying to avoid um, conversation with other humans. I seem to become a bit of a recluse. Quite shy, I don't like, don't seem to like humans anymore. <laughs> I'm worried that they might be carrying the virus and I'm worried that I might get it and I'm worried with the things I'll miss. 
selfishly, I'm worried what my kids will feel. Oh, Harvey, you're not supposed to eat that. Now the chances are of me getting it were as high as anybody else. I said earlier about friends and family that we know they've had it. Close to home, my neighbour's had it. He got admitted, he's 70 something. His wife's got it, but she's, uh, she's okay. She's got no symptoms, but she's got it. And my other neighbour, she's worried she's got it as well. So she's an elderly lady. And of course, loneliness is the world they're now in. People can't go and see them. How do you survive? Well, for me, I'm gonna to have to get closer emotionally to those I love. Over, I know what I'm gonna do. Yes, Zoom calls, of course, conversations and podcasts. I'm gonna write them a letter. Today, I'm actually gonna get their addresses with postcodes and I'm gonna write them a letter. That's what I'm gonna do. And in there, yes, in there, I'm gonna put an envelope with my address on it <laughs> and a stamp with a view to getting a letter back. I can't remember the last time I had a personal letter. Fantastic, yes, so I'm gonna do that. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, Hatman and Harvey is, yes, very good. Uh, Hatman's Walk Podcast 2. Thanks for listening. Take care.